0: Season 5, Episode 24 of the Bridgeport Zone Podcast. I'm Carlos Ortega, and the field is set, the primaries are on, some people didn't make the cut, which was expected, so let's examine it. Before we examine, as always, Mr. Billy Doggett. brought to you by Aces Bail Bonds. Aces Bail Bonds serves the whole entire state of Connecticut. They're located at 1125 North Avenue Bridgeport. Call 203-366-4817 or the toll-free number 866-777-Bond 866-777-2663 or go to their website at acesbailbonds.com CT.com. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the primary field has been set for the mayor's race. No doubt about it. Joe Gannum, John Gomes, they will be going at it. So let's examine the race a little further. As I said earlier, John Gomes has his face. Plastered all over the place. No big secret. Joe Gannum, he has Bridgeport Progress together. Nice, he has his own little campaign ditty. So, where do we go from here? Well, I've noticed a few things lately. Especially in my neck of the woods. A little road work is being done in the north end of Bridgeport. Okay, fine. But you've noticed that when that gets done, it's done in a political year. Doesn't slide by me in the least. Bill Finch did it in 2015. I think Ganim had done it in 2019. And now he has done it again in 2023. Now he could say it's all a big scheduling snafu. That I will buy also, but i also say this. Anytime, and this is one of the biggest complaints about our city, our roads don't get fixed. They don't. They get touched up. They put a little something there that uh, would cover up anything like potholes during snow season. But not a full revamping or repaving of our streets. It has never happened. The only time it's happened is when somebody is running for mayor or trying to get reelected. So I could sit here say it was so obvious. Where was it a year ago? Only he would know. But let's go into uh, the race in itself. In looking at that, I always have a little inkling that Joe Gannon might not win. And I say that because any time you do something like that, you go out and, hey, let's get some streets fixed. Let's show the people we're doing something. That's fine, again. But doesn't erase what has been done. doesn't erase what uh, you do with the Freedom of Information Act. Take your sweet time in doing that. It doesn't erase that uh, Lawrence Smith-Fields and Brenda Rawls had to find out secondhand that they're passing. That doesn't erase that. It doesn't erase the fact that uh, you have left a lot of blighted buildings to be abandoned and still getting these contractors to say, okay, we'll build. And then it turns out they haven't built a thing. That hasn't changed. Happened in your administration. It happened in Bill Finch's administration. Nothing gets done. Done. It doesn't matter if you're building some great housing. doesn't matter what you're doing in the north, south, east, or west ends of the city. It doesn't. It does not erase that fact. So, how does John Gomes get into that? Well, he's doing some things. He's pointed out the blighted buildings. He's pointed out that there are lots of things that need to be done should point out also that Mayor Gannon fires people who says hey I might run doesn't help Mayor Ganham also that he passed through a budget and just forced it into the city council hey this is my budget whether you like it or not that sort of thing doesn't go over well with citizens of the city of Bridgeport who would like to see A little balance in our budget. Yeah, it's nice that you're promoting sound on the sound and you have a 6,000-seat amphitheater. Hey, you don't have a downtown hotel. That's a fact. I'm not saying this to be a dick. But it's a fact. You do not have a downtown hotel. New Haven, Hartford, Norwalk, Waterbury, Stanford all have downtown hotels. We don't. Our downtown pretty much sucks. It does suck. You're telling people, Hey, we got a great hotel in Sheldon. What about the downtown dollars that are needed here in Bridgeport? Where are they? We could sure have used that for a downtown hotel. We don't have one. Hell, we only have a one hotel. And it's an eyesore. You can't explain that away with only an excuse. We have a plan. Okay, what's your plan? You know, and I'm not going to be wishy-washy on this. I'm going to tell people going to have to ask John Gomes the same thing also. What's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan to revitalize downtown Bridgeport? What's your plan to bring jobs in the city of Bridgeport? What's your plan, period? Those things have to be asked. Will you comply with the Freedom of Information Act? Will your police chief, whoever it is, is he going to abide by many directives? But the bottom line of all this is, even though I've stated out some of the faults that the mayor has, John Gomes has to respond to it. He has to respond by saying, I'm going to do this better, I'm going to do that better, I'm going to do a whole bunch of things better. Facts are facts. Yes, the mayor has done some good things. Yes, we have a six thousand seat amphitheater. Yes, we're getting in whoever to come and perform. But is that helping the overall aspect of what's going on in Bridgeport? Is it helping crime get better? Is it helping um, businesses in downtown and throughout the city of Bridgeport? You know, it's been two years since the amphitheater actually opened. And now we're seeing some actual things being produced. But I'm not seeing a vibrant downtown. I'm not seeing the Majestic Theater being reopened. I'm not seeing that. It's still collecting dust. They're building some housing next door, and that's great. But is it affordable? If you're going to sell it to a corporation and say, hey, we can make this more affordable, fine. But that has the makings of, you know, one bedroom apartment worth $15,000 $2,000 a month. And that's crazy. So there are lots of things here that have to be examined, memorized, and put in your memory banks when you go out to the polls September the 12th. That's the day. Yeah, you might watch the VMAs, but the VMAs are predictable. You go out there in the primary and vote. Vote for your city council people. And I've said this before. You vote for the same old. You're going to get the same old. Same thing with the mayor. You're going to vote for a mayor for a third term. Fine. But you are going to expect the same old. Don't sit there and say. We need to change. And then you vote for Gantam. Don't talk it. Do it. So. Examine this. Who would you rather have running this city in the primary September 12th? Ask that question. you ask that question and you say Joe Gannon, John Gomes, then you got a choice. But don't sit there and listen to noise that say, Joe Gannon needs this. We need John Gomes or vice versa. You need to look look at what's going on. And what's going on is pretty much the same old. So what? You build an amphitheater. Who cares? Where's that money coming from? When's the economic effects are going to affect the city of Bridgeport? How? That's how you got to say to yourself. That's how you got to ask that question. What are the economic impact? The economic impact of the Hartford HealthCare Amphitheater. What are they? The only way you're going to answer that question is to vote for who will give you those answers on September 12th. That's the only way that you're going to find out. So as we examine this further along, we need to ask that question. Who will be the right person on the Democratic side that will answer that question? And about Marilyn Moore and Lamont Daniels, I'll examine their situation when we come back, you get arrested you go to jail you need to get bailed out so who do you call you call aces bail bonds 1125 north avenue bridgeport ask about the quick 24 7 response easy payment plans aces bail bonds takes all major credit cards so call aces bail bonds if you need to get out of jail 1125 north avenue bridgeport or call 203-366-4817 or their toll-free number number 866-777-BOND or 866-777-2663 or go to their website acesbailbondct.com and if you're wondering what are the candidates who are trying to write in get into a primary didn't get the Democratic endorsement what are they going to do? Well, let's first start with Marilyn Moore. She's conceded it. She did not get enough signatures to get on the primary. So, she's still a state senator. She can make an impact there. She could have her voice heard that loudly in the state of Connecticut chamber. But here was Marilyn Moore. Four years ago, she came within a whisker to beating Joe Gannam. Now, she's on the outside looking in now. And she is wondering what happened it's tough very tough you know a lot of people thought she'll be a very viable contender for the um for the mayor if she ran again but that's not going to happen it's unfortunate also because you know she brings some stuff to the table she's been in those positions where she's had to ask or get answered, or get asked question, getting it all straight, about the plights of the city of Bridgeport. That's why I think she would have been a very good candidate. That aside, when you can't get enough signatures to get on the ballot, I, I tip my hat to her. She said, hey, it's just now my year. I'm not going to get enough signatures. Nobody's not going to, you know, hand me the endorsement. It doesn't, and I've learned this quickly, endorsements from a party really don't mean a whole lot. It really doesn't. And if they say it means a lot, well, it's telling you something that I have not heard lately. But here's the thing. Marilyn Moore can go back to the state Senate, make her impact there, and hopefully she could come around and say, I ran, I did it, I tried, I came close once, didn't get enough signatures this time, so I think that's what her her legacy will be, but it's going to be a very tough legacy, because she was this close, she was close, let's not say that she wasn't, she was close, for being a nominee or the primary candidate for the mayoral's office in the city of Bridgeport. She came very close. And hey, congratulations to her. You know, four years ago wasn't forgotten, but for some people, we need to go into another direction. I think that's how uh, the people saw it. And hey, that's... I wouldn't say that's politics. That's just the way it is. And sometimes when you see certain candidates uh, be told that their um, their turn is not now, that's that's tough for them because they had to go through a whole lot, a whole lot to get to this point. And they're not to get the primary ballot that's that's tough in itself because they have ideas too they're not the only ones that have ideas they have ideas to make changes in the city but nobody's not going to hear it and I mean by they I mean the next person I'm going to talk about also but in this instance Marilyn Moore she has ideas and You're never going to hear it because she didn't get enough signatures to be on the primary. And that's the hard thing about it. We have to choose between two. It could have been four, but it's just two. That's um, a little harsh dose of reality that we all have to face up to. That sometimes, you know, a crowded fielding as much cracked up as it should be sometimes keeping it a little simpler a little plainer two people incumbent candidate is just what we wanted not to have any more of a uh, bigger race than it is just go out there and let's see who has uh, Has the stones, so to speak, to do it. As for Lamont Daniels, I don't know where he went wrong. He was very impressive on my podcast. He had a lot of great ideas. He says jobs are important. Absolutely, they are important. But also, getting people to sign on the dotted line and say, yeah, I want him in the the primary. You have to have two thousand thirty-three signatures to be on a primary ballot. Two thousand thirty-three signatures. Think about that for a moment. If you can't get two thousand thirty-three signatures, that's hard. Even because you can because you have one candidate who's the incumbent. Another candidate who got a lot of signatures, a lot of support. And then you have Marilyn Moore and who I'm talking about now, Lamont Daniels, who don't have enough signatures. Now, Lamont Daniels is looking for another way in. I do not know what it is. It could be the Working Families Party. It could be an independent party. I do not know what it is. But for me, having him on the podcast, having him, you know, just go around uh, saying what he had to say, you know, it was good enough for me because like I said, sometimes when you vote for the same old, you get the same old and you need people who have original ideas, people who, yeah, they might not be on the uh, right into politics, but you need someone who has some ideas on the direction of the city. That's all. Ideas. This city is, and politics in general, is on ideas. What can you do to make our lives better? And he had that. I don't know how he did not get any signatures or enough signatures to get on the ballot. But, hey, there's going to come a point in time where he might be back on that ballot. And he might be a viable candidate. He might be a person that people could say, oh, hey, I can vote for that guy. That's what I'm basing this on, I can vote for this guy. I can vote for him. I can vote for anybody. I can vote for a person who I think could really do a job in turning the city of Bridgeport around. Lamont Daniels had that. He had that potential. He could have done it, but we're not going to see it and the reason why we're not going to see it is because he didn't have enough signatures that's that's the bottom line got to have enough signatures to qualify get in the race and make that impact as i said that people want to see they want to see a person not a personality who has ideas has something different to bring to the table. That's the sad part about it. Because like I said, when you have ideas, and you have a point of view that people will say, whoa, wait a minute, I haven't heard this in a while. I've heard a lot of things, but I've not heard this in a long while. That's the candidate that we're talking about. And Lamont Daniels had that. He had that something. But we're never going to see it because if he gets on the Working Families Party and if he gets on that ballot, okay. But in the meantime, he's on a candidate. He's not going to be a candidate for mayor. So I think we all have to understand and address that and say Lamont Daniels congratulations congratulations on being a candidate a man that can go out campaign and do the things necessary to get this city to listen to what you had to say and you had a lot of supporters but in the end you did not get enough signatures to be on the ballot. Sad part about it is that unless you run in four years, nobody's not going to hear that. Nobody. Very sad that we have to be governed by a city that is mainly controlled by Democrats. That's how it is. Can't get the endorsement. Can't get the signatures. That's what happened. And it's sad. But again, for me, congratulations, Lamont Daniels. Because even though you didn't get enough signatures, you got some people's attention. The way you could easily say, I could have been this candidate. I... Didn't have my picture splattered all over the place. I'm not a state senator. I'm not the incumbent. I am myself. So, again, congratulations. Well deserved. And congratulations to Marilyn Moore also. Yeah, she didn't get enough signatures to be on the primary ballot. But for years of being a state senator and still making an impact on the lives of the people in the city of Bridgeport, congratulations. It's not happening this year, but hopefully when down the line, it will happen. And then we will see what medal the Bridgeport, the city of Bridgeport, I should say, the city of Bridgeport has to see that you too are on the ballot. I'll have my final thoughts after this. ACES Bail Bonds serves the whole entire state. Go to 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport, or call 203-366-4817 for all the details. If you live in Hartford, New Haven, or Waterbury, they're there for you. ACES Bail Bonds, 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Call 203-366-4817 or toll-free 866-777-BOND, 866-777-2663. Go to their website, acesbillbondct.com. And my final thought is, this coming football season, I would love to see those betting gambling websites. Instead of you calling 1-800-GAMBLER or going to Gamblers Anonymous, I would like to see these guys do it themselves. Yes, be gambling counselors. Or be those guys... After they lost this big payout on their big parlay, have to explain to you and everybody else that their wife kicked them out of the house, and they don't know what to do. I would love to see Bet, MGM, Caesars, DraftKings, FanDuel or any gambling website, do that. Because this football season, there's going to be plenty of those that are going to be hanging around and wondering, how the fuck did I get into this mess? Well, first of all, looking at things like parlays, how much money you could win on DraftKings, who are you going to take on the over and under, total points, point spreads, whatever it is. It does cost. Just ask Craig Carton. He does a show on WFAN called My Name is Craig Carton. He is an acknowledged gambler, has a disease, which is something that a lot of these people have. And instead of acknowledging like shows like the Daily Wager or betting exchange with everything you see on the television, it's only for entertainment. And I hope that the networks like ESPN and any other network that broadcasts these shows acknowledge this is entertainment. You spend your money wisely. And if you have a problem, go to 1-800-GAMBLER. Well, I'm sorry. 1-800-GAMBLER has had a big increase of people who, yes, have a gambling problem. 60% last I checked. And it's going to get higher sooner and sooner than people think. It's unbelievable that any network that broadcasts gambling and talks about parlays don't acknowledge that all this is for entertainment purposes. And if they did, okay, I must have missed something, mainly because I don't watch your shitty shows. But people will gamble. Take my advice on it you gamble. You do it at your own peril. And if you lost out on that big parlay, let's say, just hypothetically, Aaron Rodgers throws three touchdown passes. Garrett Wilson's going to call one, and he's going to have eight catches for 150 yards. And the defense is going to recover two fumbles. One of them will be returned for a touchdown. That doesn't work that way, in reality. You gotta let it happen. And if it does, great. You win a lot of money. And if it doesn't, your pockets will become lent. Your bank account's gonna be dwindled. You'll probably borrow from your 401k. You'll probably borrow from your wife's bank account. And can't pay it back. See, that's the risk. People take for gambling. They do it because they're degenerate gamblers. They do it because they think they can win and get on that big, enormous streak that can make them millions, and they say, Oh, I'm going to stop. But they don't. They never stop. They never stop until they acknowledge that they have a problem. That is the issue here. So I'm daring Bad MGM, Caesars, and even DraftKings and FanDuel, instead of laying off all the problems on gambling, 1-800-GAMBLER, I beg your pardon, and Gamblers Anonymous, why don't you have somebody there to tell these people Not everything's all right, but tell them, honestly, you fucked up because that's the only way people are going to get it that they fucked up. You gamble too much. You keep on getting, Hey, you got a problem. You're borrowing money. You're getting money from your wife's account. You're getting money from your 401k. You're gambling on this. You're gambling on that football, baseball, basketball, hockey, probably golf, maybe tennis, maybe even the English Premier League, who knows? But the bottom line to this is that you have a problem and I hope these gambling websites and so forth could acknowledge that instead of telling people and having big stars, promote their sites or their apps. Hey, this is entertainment. You do it at your own peril. I've not seen one do it yet. DraftKings one time just said, make it rain, rain on what? Rain comes from the sky. Nobody's not making it rain yet. So instead of handing things off to 1-800-GAMBLER or Gamblers Anonymous, why don't you have people posted at your little telephone booths, 1-800 number, whichever 1-800 number you have, and counsel them, tell them, hey, you have a problem. You got to stop or at least slow down because This is a problem that's gonna go on for years. With gambling being out in the opening and websites all over the place, apps all over the place, you have to do more. And if you don't, then there's gonna be risk to be cost. So I implore the daily wager betting exchange i i implore all of the gambling apps tell the people it's for entertainment purposes only and until then hey gamble on and lose your money season 5 episode 24 of the bridgeports own podcast see you later